Hi, you're listening to Plug and to Grow, a food and urban agriculture podcast that helps raise awareness about local food and environmental issues in the region of Peel. The Plug and to Grow podcast is hosted by the Young Urban Growers, a group of youth leaders from the region of Peel who are empowering our communities to take action to build sustainable food systems. My name is Deanna, and I recently had the chance to sit down with some community members, Megan, Denise, and Marina, who have been involved with Ecosource in a variety of different ways. We talk about local food, community involvement, environmental action, with a few gardening tips sprinkled in. This conversation is split into two episodes, so make sure you catch part two once you're done listening. Let's tune into the conversation. So it's a bit of a chilly winter day, uh, but we're going to reminisce about our time out in the garden. Uh, we've just got some snacks and tea here. Um, so why don't we start by maybe going around the table, um, introducing yourself, and you can maybe give your name, a bit about who you are, what program you've been involved in, and um, maybe a bit about the program in case people aren't familiar. So Megan, do you want to start? Sure, I can start. I'm Megan, and I uh, was uh, one of the community cultivars this uh, summer, and this is my first year volunteering. I've lived in Mississauga for about four years now, so yeah, that's me. I'm Denise, and I'm a community gardener. I work. I'm up, I operate out of Parkway Green at Central Parkway. Oh, okay. So the reason why I got into gardening was because. I wanted to do something with my hands after quitting smoking, and I think gardening was one of those things that could help me, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very rewarding and beneficial. Um, my name is Marina. I'm a student right now at uh, Sheridan College uh, for the Social Service Worker Program, and so one of the requirements was to get out into our communities and um, volunteer, get to know different types of communities and so I found uh, Ecosource online and I saw the volunteering opportunities and when I was younger a little when I was a little girl um, my parents had this beautiful garden and um, I remember us like as a family picking tomatoes and basil and mm-hmm. um, all of that out of our garden that we would like uh, that we had going going on all year round and well I guess not winter but (laughs) but um uh and even like uh just picking apricots out of the tree like it was a really good experience for me and so when I saw the position for volunteer I was just like okay you know what it's time for me to learn (laughs) learn to, to 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 you know to garden because I really enjoyed it as a as a child so I would I would probably like it as an adult. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, this is a really good opportunity. And with uh, Ecosource, I've like I've helped with um, uh, part of the Iceland teaching gardens, which was a really good experience for me because it, it didn't really feel like volunteering. It just felt like, okay, it's time to go to the garden now. You know, it just it, it became part of my week. Um, but with Ecosource, like I had a lot of different opportunities. Um, like the cook-off which was amazing it was just another it was another thing off my vision board I could check (laughs) off um yeah that was at the Brampton farmer's market yeah Yeah. so I'm from Brampton um but I do travel to Mississauga because it's it's not that far (laughs) it's not that far um 
but it was it was a really great experience to cook off because um, uh, I've watched a lot of Food Network <laughs> shows, <laughs> and it was it was pretty much putting me into one of those shows where I had to, you know. Um, get a recipe um, try to figure out my way um, with the secret ingredient and just um, it was also putting me on stage which it was another like a another thing I challenged me but also it kind of pushed me out of my shell so I really mm -hmm. like that yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. well that's great everyone that's so that I'm it's so cool all the different ways that people have been yeah. able to be involved mm -hmm. or find mm -hmm. like their interest in gardening and things like mm -hmm. that Megan, I was wondering if you could maybe tell us a bit about, so you said you're a cultivator. What garden are you at and kind of, yeah, what kinds of things do you guys okay. do? Yeah. Um, so basically we're, we're gardeners for EcoSource in the community gardens. <laughs> gardens. So I first started at, uh, well, right here, actually, mm -hmm. St. Hilary's. Um, and there was quite a few of us here, though, and uh, Laura needed some help at Parkway Green. Um, so me and another volunteer moved over to Parkway Green and we basically would go, um, in the evening, one day a week and do whatever tasks our coordinator laid out for us, mm -hmm. as well as anything else that just obviously needed to be done, you know, and things we would do every week. So it often involved us, uh, planting new seeds, uh, watering, doing maintenance, you know, around the beds that EcoSource manages themselves. We would fill the water barrels sometimes. A lot of pruning. I, I tackled um, a really nasty rose bush. Well, that thing had attitude. <laughs> and I made it my mission to tame it. <laughs> um, and trying to, at Parkway Green, reestablish some pathways through one of the central portions that had become a bit overgrown. So doing those kind of things, as well as we would collect the food in those garden beds um, that would grow and then that would come back here to be canned or it would go to the food bank. So mm -hmm. it felt good that the work we were doing while well, it was also personally gratifying because you're mm -hmm. working outside mm -hmm. with your hands and you know, you're setting a goal for yourself to get that rose bush. <laughs> you know. <laughs> At the end of the day you knew that the work you were doing was directly benefiting people. Mm -hmm. So that, that felt really good and it was a, it was a lot of fun doing that program. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, have you had any gardening experience before that, or was this kind of a new venture? No, no, um, I don't think I could be called a newbie when it comes to gardening. <laughs> I do have my own small yard, but I, I wasn't always into gardening. My mother was, but uh, to be honest, if you had told me when I was a teenager that one day I would become this gardening obsessed, I would have laughed in your face, because <laughs> I would have been like, that's my mother's thing. <laughs> but... Um, you know, as I, as I got older, and especially when I moved into my own home and uh, had, a, had a balcony first with some space, I started, you know, wanting to, to grow. I think it just started with wanting a cherry tomato plant, you know. And mm -hmm. from there, it snowballed to the point that, you know, when I moved and had a little yard, I really started getting into wanting to do organic gardening, wanting to create spaces for pollinators as much as I could in, in an extremely urban environment. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we all, I think a lot of us have dreams of having really big gardens and mm -hmm. lots of space and that, but that's just not the reality. Mm -hmm. So I kind of came to the program armed with some of that, but I still had a lot to learn, especially about organic gardening and managing gardening in a larger space and some of the the plants we grew and some of the plants that people were growing in their individual plots were new to me because mm -hmm. to be honest I was really just sticking to my tomatoes and cucumbers mm -hmm. and you know the very obvious things mm -hmm. so 
it was good to learn a lot about a variety of plants, you know, mm-hmm. things I'd not tried to grow before, and it gave me some confidence to try and oh, experiment nice. a bit in my own small garden. Um, so Denise, yeah, talking about things that we like to grow, what kinds yeah. of things do you like to grow in your, so you've got a community plot? Yeah, I have a community plot as well, so, so. I mostly grow on uh, tomatoes, cucumber, and I grow callaloo, mm. and zucchini, mm. and and lettuce, I had a good plot of lettuce this year, so I had a variety <laughs> of stuff, I had a variety of stuff, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was it was good. I Kelalu, I don't know if you're familiar no. with Kelalu. A bit, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you can. Kelalu is smell. like spinach, so but it's the leaves are thicker, mm. and you just you you pretty much cook it the same way as spinach. You just um you just saute it with onion and garlic and a little pepper and salt and eat it, and it's very it's good for iron and stuff mm. like that. We we eat a lot of it in Jamaica mm, where I grew delicious. up, so yeah, it's very very good. Yeah, and then, you know, so I was able to, I was able to do those, and then I get to share, I share with people at work, people in the community, and my family and Mm -hmm. stuff, so yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. And how long have you been gardening for? Well, this is my second year, but growing up, I used to Mm -hmm. do that with my grandparents as well, so it's like, doing that kind of bring back some memory, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up in Jamaica, going to the farm with them, and you know, they have their own big plot and they would give you a little space and you could grow your carrots and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was pretty good. Pretty nice. good, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It seems like there's a bit of a theme of like yeah. a generational thing. Yeah. Bringing back memories. Yeah, bringing back memories Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. It kind of yeah, pulls on that yeah. part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Marina, I was wondering, since you did, so you were volunteered at the Iceland Teaching Garden, which for our listeners, it's not in Iceland, it's just behind the Iceland <laughs> Arena in Mississauga. <laughs> and then, yeah, you were in the kitchen a little bit as well um, with our Field and Fork program. Um, could you maybe talk to, you kind of touched on this a little bit about like being on both sides of mm-hmm. like growing the food and then cooking with it and... Um, or, mm-hmm. Yeah, or had you, what made you interested in cooking? Had you done a lot of cooking before? Well, I, it has to stem, well, I, uh, when I was living alone, yes. <laughs> I'm living with family now, so not so much, but um, it's definitely like a, a privilege. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, it was really gratifying to, to pick out the kale and uh, the, uh, the garlic and, and the cherry tomatoes and then to see it at the table um mm-hmm. for us to to cook with it was it was just like oh i remember this zucchini i remember <laughs> this one zucchini yeah. Yeah, i remember holding it um but yeah it was it was it was a really good experience because it it makes you more mindful of like what you're eating instead mm-hmm. of just like shoving several cherry tomatoes in your mouth <laughs> you're like oh i remember i remember you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and the food yeah. it, honestly the food tasted so amazing i'm just i'm so sad <laughs> that there's less <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, that's the thing. Shorter growing season in Canada. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think I've had a tomato since um since I I haven't been able to pick any from my garden. Mm-hmm. I can't buy it in the store. It's just not the it same. It just no. it doesn't taste the same. Yeah. It just does not taste the same. So it's hard for me to go to the store and buy tomatoes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I wish if we had like summer all year round. So <laughs> yeah. Or big years that we yeah. Yeah. Greenhouses yeah. 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 yeah, I feel like I always forget like when spring comes around of just what fresh things taste yeah. like. Yes. But um yeah, I guess that was that was almost something I was wanting to ask everyone of just about how gardening and cooking, maybe how that's changed the way that you view local food or your local environment. Yeah, if there's anything that kind of stands out or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, one of the things was uh, food waste, to be yeah. honest. Like, thinking about how much food we waste and, um, you know, especially when you live alone, it can be hard to buy the right amounts of food. You you often end up buying too much because things mm-hmm. tend to be sold in bigger amounts. And, you know, when you then end up throwing out vegetables and, you know, yeah. it feels terrible when you know how much work went into that. And then mm-hmm. when you also know the people who could have benefited, you know, yeah. by that, that it does make you a lot more mindful of how you're using the food in terms of, you know, not wasting, you know, food and making sure you find uses for it or, or donate extra food that you grow or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many states, yeah, like you really see how much goes into it and, mm-hmm. and a lot of that, I think it's invisible maybe to a lot of people yeah. or yeah. yeah, just a lot, a lot of the work or it's easy to forget. Yeah. I think, I think definitely when, when people, you know, they, they buy their food in the store and it, it's, it's similar like with meat products is right. It's completely divorced mm-hmm. often from where it's coming from where, you know, you, you really have very little idea. And I know until I started growing a lot of my own stuff, and started researching more about organic gardening and that and starting to understand the stuff that gets put on food in big commercial mm-hmm. farms or, or how animals are treated in big commercial farms and things mm-hmm. like that. You're so divorced from it when you're buying it. It's hard. Yeah, you don't think about it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, you it's don't hard think about where it's coming from. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah, until you actually get exposed to that side of it. And then for me, it was a snowball effect. Once I learned one thing. It was like going down a rabbit hole. I learned another thing, and I learned another thing, and I learned another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. and now I I cannot. Yeah, I can't buy certain vegetables and yeah. you know things. Um, when I am at the store, I'm looking where it's coming from now to to be more informed as a consumer yeah. mm-hmm. um, with food. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was brought up earlier was about space. Kind of, we live in an urban environment. Mm-hmm. Has that been something that, so yeah, I guess I was wondering, you know, we want to have, make these certain choices um, or have access to certain foods, but are there things that you found as challenges kind of, yeah, like wanting to maybe grow your own food or. Denise and I were talking about this just before. A lack of light. (laughs) Oh, you know, both of us have that issue in our our backyard. So that's, that's why I went to the community. And that's why I'm on a waiting list for a community as well. Just because. You don't um, get that much sunlight in your backyard. So it's a bit challenging to do, Mm. you know, backyard garden. Yeah. It it limits you to what you can do successfully. So. You know, I like tomatoes, and I will try to grow them, but I'm never, to be honest, going to grow enough to feed a family, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my little garden. I barely grow really enough in there to be adequate for one person because there's just not enough sun to make it prolific. Yeah. Um, so lettuces is really the only thing. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm not going to lettuce, but... Plants, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's shade-loving plants. And then um, for me, the very recent challenge, too, is having a lack of control over the space, Mm-hmm. In that I own my tiny little condo garden, 
but I can't control what my neighbors are doing. I can't control the development next door that's going to put condos up and reduce even more light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I the person one person next to me doesn't do much with their yard. Another person applies a lot of chemicals, and yeah. I'm in the middle <laughs> trying to make an organic garden <clears throat> and a pollinator garden, and it can be very difficult in that space to to provide what you're trying to get out of that garden. You know, to to provide that kind of a space. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as grow food to the standard you want to grow food into. Yeah, kind of with that in mind, um, if anyone was looking into wanting to learn more about gardening or growing their own food in Mississauga or in an urban area, I'll pose this to everyone. Would you have any advice of kind of how to get started in that or... I personally would like to know that because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for me I'm still in the beginning stages I'm learning I'm learning through practicing going to the teaching gardens and just hearing um hearing Rav uh, like I explain okay so like this is how um this is the best time to plant garlic or this is um how deep you want to put the soil or this is you know just giving me general a general idea like it it definitely is teaching me how to garden from mm-hmm. for me like someone who's just a a newbie a, a beginner at at it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so please like i don't i don't think i have that i don't really think i have any experience when it comes to how to do how deep to put stuff or what to plant when. I just kind of learn as I go along. Mm, trial and error. Yeah, yeah, trial and error. I go there and there's... And I mean, the people at the... A lot of people at the community garden, they give you advice. They, You know, they kind of like tell you how to do stuff or what to do. or You know, they give you a little bit of advice here and there. So you learn from them too, right? So That's nice. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a community thing and everyone is always willing to give you advice one lady told me i have to prune the tomato she sh- she came over and she showed yes. me how to do it yeah. because i had no clue i know you grow a tomato i didn't know you had to prune it and all of that stuff take off the leaf off. yeah to get the sunlight in yeah. so you know they all teach you how to do they all help yeah. you and show you how to do things so yeah, yeah so. but like I know I really I, I learned a lot from my mom so once mm-hmm. I showed the interest in wanting to do this my I think my mother was overjoyed <laughs> and uh you know we we would have these long conversations in my backyard of bickering back and forth about different things and she taught me how to make soil so oh. I that sounds you know to me before I was like what do you mean dirt's dirt I don't understand <laughs> you know but but she showed me how to get the right blend of compost and oh. and sand and and I wouldn't have known how to do that if she hadn't walked me through oh. to give a good base and now I know how to do it and I I ended up doing a lot of online research but something that's a challenge for us in this climate that I found is people you know you go online and there's a ton of stuff online yeah. and there's a ton of gardening mm-hmm. podcasts out there but a lot of them tend to be from England, you know, or yeah. further south. And so they don't really fit for a climate. And, you know, I, I would be reading these things and thinking, well, I can't grow that here or mm-hmm. I can't do that. So trying to find sources that suit our climate is, mm-hmm. is really important um, to, to help you do that. I actually found this great book on, online at some point that I think it was written from somebody living in Calgary, but it was talking about balcony gardening in a northern climate. Because I, at the time, lived in an apartment and I had a balcony, and the wind can be really tough on plants. And, you know, 
doing vegetables in pots as well. Most gardening stuff is talking about in-ground beds or, or, yeah. or at least raised beds, not small pots. So it, I looked long and hard and eventually found this small book and it had a lot of really good practical advice. So, you know, trying to find tailored advice mm-hmm. for your area yeah. is something that I've, I've found was the most valuable when trying to learn and educate. But then there's a lot of trial and error as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of things I've grown that just didn't grow. <laughs> you know? I think ecosource they do have workshops mm-hmm. as well. So I think that's something we could you know, we could look into too, right? Get involved mm-hmm. in workshops and you know, mm-hmm. see how other people do stuff and get some advice from them as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we do have workshops, and I'll also just use this as an opportunity to plug, because it is really, like, there are a lot of really specific things about different areas. So um, our Urban Agriculture Coordinator, I think they just released, uh, it's called the Grown in Mississauga Manual, that's oh, free online, oh. and it's it's kind of um, built for, like, if you don't know anything about gardening, you can kind of just, sorry, <laughs> you're looking at me. <laughs> out of interest, yeah. <laughs> You spend so much time in Iceland. There's, I'm sure you're not giving yourself enough credit. You'd be yeah. surprised at what you, yeah, like yeah. What you, you take in and then it comes in later. Um, but yeah, so this is a manual you can find online on our website, ecosource.ca. I wasn't planning on doing a blog, but I thought that was that's <laughs> We'll have to take a short break from this conversation and pick it up in part two as we dive deeper into environmental issues as I ask Denise, Megan, and Marina about what inspires them to stay involved in their community and to take action. Thanks for listening, and we're looking forward to continuing this conversation next time. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Urban Growers from Ecosource, an environmental education nonprofit based in Mississauga, Ontario. The Plug and to Grow podcast is generously supported by the Ontario Trillium Foundation and TELUS Friendly Futures Foundation. Visit ecosource.ca to learn more and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ecosource green. Now go plant a seed in your community.